either your your biggest blessing that you think of, um, a blessing that you're grateful that you didn't get, um, just blessings, like what you're most thankful for, what you're so happy that you did not get that. Like, I remember when I graduated from college and I was planning, I was like, to be honest, I was too scared to move mm-hmm. like far away from home. So I was only applying for jobs in like Tennessee, Indiana and Kentucky because I didn't think that I could make it without being close to friends and family and stuff. And I felt like God closed every single door to be like, no, nah, bro, you got to move on. Like you got to stop depending on them. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up everything in your life. So you depend on me, solely me and nothing else. And I feel like he really closed every single door. And I was like, and um, he definitely closed every door because I remember I got a job in Florida. Mm-hmm. And right after I signed my contract, literally like an hour after I signed my contract, I started getting calls from jobs in Kentucky. And I was so happy to say, like, no, nah, I got a job in Florida. I'm moving to Florida or whatnot. But, like, if I hadn't got that job or if I hadn't signed the contract, I may have been like, nah, I probably should just stay here. So I'm so grateful that I did not do that because my life would be drastically different. I probably wouldn't have lost all the weight I lost. I probably wouldn't be as confident in who I am. Like, I had to move away from everybody that I knew to get the confidence that I have now. Like, I would not be as happy as I am now. Like, I I really love who I am. And I, looking back, I realized when I was 19 and 20, I didn't really love who I was. I was always wishing to be taller, wishing... I wanted to be like the the dude that... Uh, the quiet, mysterious dude that all the girls didn't really know about. I want, like, all the girls like, who is Will Will? He's so quiet. (laughs) Like, is that specific? (laughs) Like, I wanted to be, like, the real quiet, mysterious dude that, like, that girl, like, people just thought he was really cool. I view that as, like, people think he's cool, girls like that or whatever. I never was that confident in me being my loud-ass self that may say something stupid every once in a while, but I be dropping some gems if you listen carefully. But I also say some, some... crazy shit sometimes too whatever but I'm fine with that because I also think what I've also realized what the things that make me great are the things that also would be fucked up like I think that's most people whatever makes you like your best quality that makes you the best version of yourself that can also make you your worst version of yourself I think being sensitive makes me my great version because and I'm getting off topic, so we remember we're still talking about blessings. Mm-hmm. But I think that me being sensitive, yes, maybe that's how I can get into an argument with somebody because like something might hurt my feelings. But me being sensitive is also what's created me to be creative and find outlets to to want to help other people, to help young kids and do clothing drives and food drives and donate and pay for haircuts for young people and to design shirts and use my creativity to design shirts, use that as an outlet to do a podcast and bring people together to create just fun conversation, dope conversation and shit. If I wasn't sensitive, I wouldn't be doing any of this shit. So yes, my sensitivity has created the other end where I can get into an argument off of some silly shit with some friends and family, but it's created more dope things than it has created the negative and shitty things in my life. And I would have never discovered this if I would have stayed in Kentucky, if I would have got what I was praying for. So imagine if I would have got everything I prayed for, my life may not be as good as it is now. 
because I've never actually prayed for a guy bless me with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. I never prayed for that. I'm just praying for like God help me to see things how you want me to see it. Help me to grow, mature, to evolve, and all that. I would have never grown matured, evolved if I was still in Kentucky. So thank God that he closed every single door that I wanted, that I was trying to break down and push down. He closed all that, put bricks, cement walls up on those doors and left one door open and was like, look, bruh. This your door. Bruh, you, if you want, if you, you come through here or if you're going to stay there, you're going to be the same person as you have been the last 24 years of your life and you're never going to grow, you're never going to mature, you're going to be the same exact person. Will you enjoy life? Maybe a little bit. But will you truly live abundantly if you come through this door? Yes. And I was scared as hell. So I'm thankful that I that he blocked every other door and I didn't get what I was praying for. And I know that was a long ass soliloquy or monologue or whatever. Y'all weren't expecting that soliloquy word. Yeah, I'm telling you, you weren't expecting that. Hashtag sat words. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't expecting that one. I'm screaming. But yes, so do you have any things that you're grateful that you didn't get or just something that you view as the biggest blessing? Like any of that. Um, okay, so I am okay. I was talking about this with my mom yesterday. Actually, this has been like a really rough year, and one of the things I am thankful—the roughest years—bring out the best you know, shit that you have. Though I'm telling you, grits. you can't see it in the middle of the storm, but when that, that those clouds start moving, like you're like, damn, that's okay. That's what's up. When it rains, it pours. But black people are resilient. Listen, and waterproof. Hello. One of the things that I, I keep thinking about, I've just, I feel like God, like in moving to Florida, one of my biggest challenges, I probably spent maybe the first, my first year here kind of to myself. I'm mm-hmm. a very self-contained person and it was hard for me to like make friends. And one of the things that kind of got me through my first year was like holding on to some friendships that might have ran their course and because I'm comfortable with these people these people in my mind like these are my people through the good and the bad yeah, I let shit go like, know, a, and, like a old uh, old Greek let it go and see and I, I wasn't able to do that until um, honestly until like until you're forced it, to I was forced to and I didn't understand the content like I didn't understand the concept that the when you hold on to people longer than they're supposed to be in your life, they become a detriment or their added presence yep. becomes a hindrance. And mm-hmm. it kind of like th- like those relationships when they run their course, because I was so lonely here, instead of pouring my energy into like finding people that kinda remind me of home, remind me of the the people I've missed, mm-hmm. I continued trying to nurture relationships that were dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful that, you know, I kind of feel like God put me in a space to where I had to be completely separated from some people for a period of time. A, to appreciate, at the time, it was, I was probably hanging with, like, the same two people. It mm-hmm. it took for me to, like, need to kind of, like, isolate myself from my friends back home, the people I grew up with, to really be able to finally establish roots here sometimes Uh, God I feel like God or if y'all don't believe in God the universe whatever whatever you believe in I feel like they will put you in isolation 
to make you realize like you're depending on them way too much. You can depend on yourself. You can depend on God, but he'll put you in isolation to be like, bruh, chill out. You depend on them. You can depend on yourself. What are you doing? You know what? And that's challenging. I struggle with that because I I definitely did. I've been on my own since going to grad, like moving to Tennessee for grad school. So I've already mastered in my mind the part of being an adult and paying bills. Like the tactile parts of like being an adult, I had that down. And I think that I was just unable to, I I didn't have it in me to find the strength in myself to like meeting new people at this age. It's like, in my mind, it's more challenging than it has to be. And so I was... Meeting new people sometimes is like creating new friends, breaking in new friends. Like yeah, it's challenging. You, it's like getting a new cell phone. Like I already know what my phone does, and you get a whole new phone, and now you got to learn all the new shit on your phone. It's like a new whole new friendship. Like you've had these friends for this long. I know how they operate. I know what we you know, enjoy doing. That's that's exactly it. No, and I hate to say it, but like I, at the time, I knew who my friends were. I knew how they operated, mm-hmm. and regardless of knowing all of, I'm gonna use my, I'm gonna use toxic. And, yeah, that's one. And, and st- instead of got two more, I know it's rough. I couldn't think of another word, but instead <laughs> of acknowledging, like, man, these things that like worked for me at 18, they're bothering me now at 26, 27. True that. I didn't have it in me to to be able to separate myself from them because I was so lonely here. Yeah. And I was like, I can keep you. I I, I want to keep you in my life because I don't know what life looks. I don't like. know what else. You, I, I don't can know what it looks without like without you. Yeah. And I feel like we we all have friends like that in our life. Like we haven't imagined. I'll settle for this because I don't know what it would be like without you. And so the last year has been navigating that space, and I I never thought I would be able to say it, but I'm okay. Like I'm mm-hmm. good, largely in part because I find it in me to you know I. I wish my homie the best. I wish him nothing but success. It would hurt me further to like pine over something or trip over something. Because it only drains you, not the other person, though. And realistically, it I got a lot of weddings I'm going to be attending in the next year. <laughs> and I just have to be okay. Right. You know. Speaking of weddings, we're at that age where <laughs> most of our friends are getting married. I hope. <laughs> and yeah. weddings are annoying as shit just yes. because. I'm like, I gotta travel to come to your weddings. So it cost me money to find somewhere to stay. It cost me guess? money for either a plane ticket or gas. That's a lot of money. Do I first of all, I'm not getting you a fucking gift if I'm at your wedding because I am the gift. <laughs> I am the gift. I drove five hours. I drove seven hours. I drove nine hours. I flew and had a layover and bought a plane ticket. I, I am vacation your gift. Leave. Bro, I use vacation. I am your gift. So this? I'm not bringing you a gift. And then if I'm in your wedding, I got to pay for my tux too. Oh, and you want to have a bachelor's weekend? So I got to pay for That's that shit trip. too. So, nigga, I'm spending a good $700 on you. You lucky I love you. So if you ask me for a gift, fuck you. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> so I'm sorry. That's my Kanye rant. So right. my apologies. So, yes, that's... Holding on to people longer than they're meant to be. So that's yeah. like you're, you're so happy I, that happy. you did not get that. You was praying to hold on to that. But God was I, like, let it go. In a way, I'm, let I'm, it go. I'm not like super big on church, but I happen to like have frat here coerce me into going a couple of Coerced. <laughs> but seriously, it was a coercion. Um, and I remember it, it was weird, like. Cause I grew up in the church and I remember going and asking God to like teach me like remind me how to let go of people that sounds so dramatic but yeah no 
No, it's not. When you, like, when, again, when you grow up with people, you're like you're. Like, it's hard to let go it's of things. It's Think about any habit you have. Period, and like. That's deeper than just a habit of you enjoy drinking soda or a habit of every morning I wake up, I turn on Sports Center or whatever. Like these are actual people that have a real effect on your life. So that's that's a deep habit. So it's hard to get rid of and be done with any habit. Like they say what I forgot what the saying is, but if you give up something for like 30 days or however long, then you can really fight it. It's sort of like when you start trying to live a healthy lifestyle or start working out or whatever. If you push through that first 30 days, then you got it. But it's hard to get through that first two weeks, the first 30 days, and just keep it moving. So, of course, it's going to be hard to let people go that you've known for five years, 10 years. Like, that's a real part of your life. That's yeah. a real effect on you. Yeah. So, that makes sense. Yeah. Now to the positive part of the blessing. Yes. Hey. Oh, well, <laughs> I mean, you know, I feel like probably the biggest blessing in my life was... And at the time, I didn't realize it was really a blessing. But when my parents moved me from New York to North Carolina, was you pissed at first? Oh, I wasn't. I was more than like pissed off. It was like I was heartbroken, mm-hmm. right? Like I had grown up with these people I went to school with my whole life. I couldn't see anything past high school. And the fact that I was about to go into my junior year, like literally, it was like August. Uh-huh. I was about to go into my junior Teenagers year. Teenagers can't see past teenage. You can't. <laughs> and there's a lot of research about that and like mm-hmm. the frontal lobe and all this stuff, right? Right. But it's just like I could not see past that. And the fact that you moved me away from all of my friends and all of the people I've known, most of my like life that I remember is it was so I felt at the time it was so detrimental to me as a person but when I moved to North Carolina and like after the first two weeks of like just not talking to people because I was like man forget all these people I'm about to go back to New York anyway right I don't really care about y'all I'm better than y'all um once I first like once I started talking to people it was different it was just like oh okay Mm -hmm. well they're cool okay well I like this person and it's almost like I'm sorry to interrupt but it's it's almost like where you were so against it, but your parents wanted you to do it. You was even to prove a point. You was like, I'm not going to be cool with anybody. Exactly. Like you didn't want to admit that you actually sort of liking the people. Cause I went through the same thing, yeah. not the same thing on the same level, yeah. but I remember just going from this church to another. Cause I had been in this church my whole life yeah. and we moved to another apartment mm-hmm. and was moving churches. And my sister left to go to college. So I didn't even have her there. I did not want to go to that church. Yeah. I did not want to go there. So in it's the same context, not yeah. on that, level but the no same i definitely understand like and it, it is one of those things like you just you don't want to make friends you just like listen i'm doing my own thing i got like, my own friends y'all. f y'all yeah right i don't need y'all but then my friends started moving on too and it was like well my friends are out of sight out of mind with themselves and i recently went back to new york which is great because i got to see a lot of the people that i haven't seen in a long time but it's also like a wake-up call. You just saw a lot of the people you haven't seen in a long time, and they're still in the same city. Right. Like most of they the people... haven't gotten to see what you've gotten to see. Yeah, and it's like me, that shake-up there was instrumental in me being able to succeed in life because at this point, now I've moved to, what, one, two, three different cities? 
Doesn't it make you more confident that you see, oh, I can move. I can do this. Exactly. I, why am I scared? It's so much easier yep. to move. Literally picked up. I've been living in North Carolina, again, the same about 10 years, right? Moved to what? I went from Charlotte to Greensboro. Greensboro, I mean, I knew a couple of people, but I stopped being friends with those people eventually. And I made a whole new group of people that I never would have met. And then moved from there to Wilmington. Wilmington, again, met a whole new group of people I never thought yeah. I would have met. Moved from Wilmington to Florida. I had never even been in Florida before I interviewed for the job. That was me. I had never either. I've never been to Florida, so, ever okay. in my life. And I was shook because it was 80 degrees in December. I'm like, what the fuck? Listen, okay? So I'm just like, like I had a whole blazer on, and I'm sweating to death. Bruh. I had to leave the blazer. Like, this is how you know you supposed to be, you was meant for the job. When you leave pieces of your outfit that you bought for the interview in the office that right. you're interviewing it. I'm going to come like, back no. anyways. Exactly. Because I can't handle this heat. It's wild. Right. And no one judges you for right. it. Like, they're like, yo, dog, I don't know why you wore that blazer. It's hot out here. So aren't you thankful that you was doing all that moving, even though at the time you was like pissed off, and right. you, and it's like you you want to validate your reasoning for being pissed off, but you can't find it because you're no. like, damn, like it's great things happening out of this, it but is. I want to be mad. But and then the fact that like the fact that I'm sitting at this table right now, right, three months into a job, right, like and I've been here before, that even that is a testament to the fact that like moving from moving at such a critical time in my life gave me the confidence and the ability to make friends and to connect with people really quickly and that yep. that is an asset to being me able to connect person. with people is dope as hell yeah. connecting like on a genuine level not right. not on that surface level networking shit exactly. where because you want something from them that's the reason why that you're so that why you that's the only reason why your friend introduces this person like this person's trying to get to the same job you have like that's not genuine exactly. at all and that's why I have a hard that's probably for another podcast yeah. but that's why I have a hard time networking because nothing's genuine about networking right. cuz you're networking only because this person can get you something what's that saying like you see the real person depending uh they you see the real character of a person if they treat you a certain way and they don't need anything from you yeah. that but like so i i fucking hate networking and that's a yeah. problem in the corporate world and whatever and shit but that's well that yeah. that behooves me i just wanted to say behoove but <laughs> But yeah, so like, aren't you grateful? Because yeah. I've learned that traveling and meeting people, you grow and evolve so much more. Because I know so many people who are in the city where I'm from, who have literally never left the city, never thought about leaving the city, never wanted to leave the city. And you don't grow like that. Like, I've grown more in the in the four and a half years I've been here. I've grown more than the 26 years or 25 years that I was in Kentucky. Yeah. I didn't because... I, you was around the same type of people that had the same mindset. Like, yeah. black people that went to church, poor, middle class. None of us challenged each other. And then I get here, and I'm meeting people from all over the world, actually. People from all over the world. People who have whole, totally different experiences, different races, different, different ethnicities. But just, I think, meeting black people with different worldviews is yeah. really dope. Because you somehow think that every black person where you're from... Every black if every black person thinks this way where you're from, then every black person from all over the country thinks the same way you think. And then you get here and be like, oh shit, white people from the South think that same way. Oh, these black people don't think that way. They don't think that. Now there are some things with us, like mm-hmm. we was talking about. But no, like like 
I just think it's dope meeting people and you see that okay either it's like the world is much smaller than I thought but still people are challenging your opinions on things and you yeah. grow up I, I've grown way more in these last couple of years than I grew my whole life and I'm grateful for that because like I said I was nervous and didn't want to move here did not want to move here yeah well, I, especially not Tallahassee like if I'm what? thinking Florida I'm thinking Orlando Miami but Tallahassee how the hell am I here yeah and for me like I moved for the job right like I knew that the job was a an experience that is like none other, and it's an experience that I know that once I have this stamp on my name, that I can move on and go anywhere I want right. to, and it kind of just writes my ticket. So moving here for several years, or hell, if I stay for 10 years, whatever that looks like, I know that this place is, like, it was just something I needed to do for me. And it was a huge move. I don't have family close within like five hours of me. Right. So like, you know, it's like, and that's family. Now friends, I got friends all over the place, but it's nothing like family. Right. I ain't have no family within seven, eight hours. Right. Exactly. And, yeah. to, and for someone to get to, like, that's something I had a traumatic experience as a kid. My mother is diabetic, and when I was sixteen, she. Basically, we were at a family function. She kind of passed out. I, at the time, in my age, I didn't realize, like, I thought she was, like, dying, right? So, like, right. It, that was traumatic for me, and it caused me to have a lot of anxiety around, like, my mother and being far away from her, and I need to be close, and I need to be able to call her when I can't, like, all the time. And so, for a long time, I had a lot of, You can like, tell she's from New York and North Carolina, she all... I'm water, water. I'm so easy, but it was just one of those things. Like for a really long time, it was traumatic. It was it was a it was a very traumatic experience, and it caused me a lot of anxiety. So to just move like from place to place and be further and further away from her is like one a step in the right direction. Because I'm like. I don't feel the same level of anxiety as I did as a kid. Now, mind you, if my mother would have realized that, she probably would have put me in therapy. Because I was at the point that I'd, like, stop in between classes and, like, call her. Yeah. And, like, in high school in between classes. Not, like, oh, college in between classes where you got three hours. Yeah, that's a totally different story. Right, exactly. And if I couldn't get in touch with her, I'm not going to class until I can actually talk to her. Right. Make sure she's okay. So, like, I knew that now, as an adult, I'm like, shit, that was trauma, and you needed to talk to somebody about that, and that's mm-hmm. severe anxiety, but I didn't realize it. She didn't either. But now, of course, hindsight is twenty twenty. so I'm like, if I, you know, I can manage my anxiety now. But it's one of those things that, again, moving down here and just moving this far away from her is a huge, like, step mm-hmm. for me personally, but it's like... I've learned to adapt so quickly to new environments and new people and changes and things like that that like I can I do feel like I can move anywhere. So I'm really blessed that they made that decision, even though at the time it was such a horrible decision that mm-hmm. I thought they were making. That shock to your sister. Oh my god. It was. It was a huge shock, but just to think back on who I was at that point when I was still in New York and how just like one track minded I was and 
who I was as a person. I'm so, so different. And I'm really blessed they made that decision, even though I thought it was terrible when they made it. My mom was from New York, and my grandmother did the same thing and moved her to this office and said similar thing. Yeah, like, it's just... A lot of... When when you look back, a lot of, like, our grandparents, the older people in our families, a lot of them moved really far distances. They either moved from the south up to the north. The next town. Yeah, they they moved, like, either from, like, the south up to the north or, like, the north down to the south. Like, you see a lot of Chicago's down to Memphis, Chicago down to Florida, or Florida up to New York. Like, it's a lot of that. It's a lot of that, which is crazy. Like, they was and that was back in the day. Like, yeah. wasn't no... Well, no GPSs. They had, the, they had the big-ass map. In the green book that would tell people, like, black green people book? where to go. So, the green book... Oh, I know. learned about that. Yeah, yeah. It's so dope, Explain right? the green book. So, basically, the green book was kind of like a road map for black people along the way. So, if you wanted to take a trip from North Carolina to New York, you pick up a green book, and the green book will tell you where black people-friendly gas stations were, black people-friendly grocery stores, black people-friendly attractions, movies, games, right. all that stuff. I need to move my so that you wouldn't stop in, yep. a, in a place about that. that you and your family would be put into a dangerous situation. Yep. So, it was kind of your roadmap to get from one state or one city to the other without having to be placed in a predicament that would cause harm to your family. Y'all can't say y'all don't get gems off of this podcast. Like, you better. I mean, nigga. <laughs> I feel like I'm about the first wheel to drop another gem. Like, drop. I got a question. I feel like drop Nick, the gem. It's your podcast, so you obviously. You need like a gem, a gem dropping sound. Whenever someone drops a gem, that's a lot more. See, that's when they make a point. Okay. What was you about to say, okay. Wiley Coyote? All right, so are you from? Do you watch The Real at all? Uh, a little bit. Okay, I, I, The Real is like I've a, watched it. The Real is explaining. Okay, so The Real is you know a talk show with um, Adrian Houghton, Lonely Love, um, whichever. The Real W, my nigga. Adrian, my, uh, my favorite, and um, Jeannie Ma. And I was watching a clip. I was. <laughs> When you asked if I was gonna if I was down to record this, I actually had just watched the clip and I was like, I gotta bring this up. I want to get his thoughts. So, Jeannie Mai, one of the co-hosts on the real is going through a divorce, and they were asking, they, you know, the panelists were asking each other questions, and the question was, what would you do? What would you tell yourself differently ten years ago? And she mm. referenced her divorce and, and talking about her breakup. She was mentioning that at the top of her relationship with her now ex or her soon to be ex husband, mm. he mentioned that you never know, you never truly know someone until you don't give them what they want. That is very true. And I want to know what your thoughts on that was because when yeah. I heard her say that and you know she broke down um, like live on the air it was like it was a hard to watch but I felt her but I wanted to know what y'all perspectives were on that because hearing that like on that saying that you never know someone until you can't give them what they want mm-hmm. yeah. that is very true because just if you think about the work aspect mm-hmm. people was like People will say, I love Will so much. He's always there for me. He helps me out. Like, I appreciate him so much. And then the moment 
they ask for something and I just can't give it to them. That, and I hate the saying it's out of my hands because when people say that, it's not always out of their hands. Mm-hmm. But when it's literally out of my hands and I can't do anything for you, that's when I see that's the type of people that jump above you, not your supervisor, not to their boss, but to a director way above them. Will Thomas isn't doing this for me. He's been this and that. And that's when you see someone's true colors. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so true. Like, and it's great. Like, I've had friends where we was we was friends for the longest because we would um, party together and drink together. Then all of a sudden, when I'm like, nah, man, I'm not drinking for a little bit because I'm trying to lose weight, you just don't talk to them no more. Mm-hmm. Or out of sight, out of mind. You move, like she was talking about moving, you move 500 miles away from somebody that's when you see who are your real friends because now when I'm not there with you physically anymore so we can't go out and drink together or I can't give you a ride anymore or I can't take you to the grocery store and all that or whatnot then I see that you don't hit me up no more you don't text me or anything you only was texting me because I was physically there Mm -hmm. so you see who your true friends are when you move 500 miles away so this may not be the exact same as that, but it's in the same family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may not be on the same page, but we it's in the same book. Listen, and but you see that like I moved five hundred miles away from Kentucky to Florida, and you see the people who are willing to put the work in for a relationship. Like relationships are hard work, mm-hmm. and that can be that can be a significant other, that can be a boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, cousins. Uncle, aunt, uh, your uncle, your aunt, whatever friendships or whatever harsh. Uh, I said hardships. Well, relationships are hardships. <laughs> relationships are hard work though because if say I'm in Eastern time zone, you in Central time zone. I got a whole different type of career. You work in uh, a museum. You work at Enterprise, and I do this job or whatnot. We have two totally different lifestyles. We work different types of hours or whatnot. So it's easy to just let shit go. But like, I haven't talked to Will in months now. I will. Keep mm-hmm. it moving. Because now you have a girlfriend. Y'all dating. Y'all go out to eat. You're trying to lose weight. You go to the gym and shit. You have your social life. You have work. It's easy to forget about things. But I moved here and I saw the people that I'm down here by myself. The people who realized them Will's by himself. Let me FaceTime him. See if he's Okay. That's real friends and whatnot. Like, not the friends that's like, oh, they gave me a ride because I gave rides to plenty of people that I didn't really fuck with like that. Like, yeah. I mean, we was cool and we had the same, we took sociology together or some shit. Mm-hmm. Like, some fleeting ass shit that fades away or whatnot. But, like, you move to 500 miles away, you're going to see who's willing to put the work in. And sometimes that's kind of tough work to. You tired. You just got off of work. You work nine hours today. You tired and shit. Like, let me text Will. A text is simple as shit, but not everybody does it. Mm-hmm. So that's true, though. That's true. Like, I, I can't do anything for my friends up in Tennessee and Kentucky and California. And I name those places because that's where some of my best friends live and shit. Yeah. Like, I can't do anything for them. I can't do anything for my homegirl that lives two hours away. But they make sure that I, when the hurricane comes and I haven't even talked to them in like two months, but they, they texted they me, sure exactly. but they texted me and a text that's so fucking simple and it's the easiest thing in the world. But not everybody does that. Like, how many times have you had the thought? And I know I'm going off on another 
fucking tangent. That's okay. But how many times? How many times have you had the thought where it's like, oh, I need to hit up so and so to make sure they're okay, and then you just don't do it. But then you, but then somebody else that you know you really care about, like, oh, let me hit them up right now, and then you text them or whatever. So we all do it. Yeah. You know who you care about, and I'm trying to do better at that. Where like, if I have a cousin that's going through this, that's had surgery, let me just text them. But it's easy to forget to text somebody. How many times have you been in a meeting at work where someone's texting you? Be like, oh, I'll text them back later, and then it's four days later. You're like, oh shit, I didn't text so and so back. Like, and then some people may be like, oh whatever, they're fine. I see them on Instagram. I see them on Facebook. They they look happy. Like I got a my, I got a homeboy, my boy Paul. I love him, Dev. That's my dog, and he's not the type of guy to let you say, "Hey, I love you." Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm saying this right now, because <laughs> it's funny as shit. But like, if he like, I can tell when he's thinking I'm going through something. Him and his fiance, they're both my friends. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Big Marsh, love you. <laughs> but like. I can tell that they're like, Will, my, I'm worried about Will. I'm thinking they're randomly send me something in the mail. Send me a poster that says, don't give up. Or they're just oh, randomly, just randomly text me. Hey, just checking on you. Everything's good, right? Oh, like so nice. shit like that. Like, and that goes far. That really goes far because not a lot of friends, not a lot of friends. And I use quotation marks because they say you're friends, but it's easy to have friends that you go out for drinks with. Yeah. It's easy to have friends to go out and turn up and shit, but you're Real genuine friends, they gonna hit you up when they just sense that something's wrong, and nothing may be wrong with you, but they just making sure because like, all right, man, I saw a couple tweets you was you said some kind of trippy shit, crazy, yeah, you talking crazy, so I'm just making sure or whatnot, like, and I just think that's dope to have a or even have a I have a uh, somebody at work, a supervisor, I love her to death, shout out T Bone, <laughs> she will just randomly, hey, I was just. Talking to you, you posted something on Facebook yesterday and it kind of had me worried. Things like that, because think about somebody who you was friends with for the longest, and I'm still going, I'm sorry, I'm gonna be done. <laughs> but think about somebody that you was friends with all through college, and you're like, man, this is my best friend, I love him to death, and then you 500 miles away, and then you might post some like kind of trippy shit on Facebook. They're not gonna hit you up. You're not in their everyday life no more, out of sight, out of mind again. But then somebody you ain't seen in fucking four months and just scrolling through Facebook like, the fuck, Willis tripping. Let me just text him, make sure he's good. That means way more than somebody that that likes all of my pictures every single day on Instagram. That like, like if you never like any of my shit on social media, but you're going to text me to make sure I'm good because you was worried about something that I posted or because you saw a category four hurricane is coming towards oh Florida. I got so many of those texts. Bruh. And I was like, damn, people really You like, start getting so many texts that it annoys you after a while. Like, Listen, after the first 12. Bruh. After I give people some, you need to move. I'm like, I know, nigga, Are but you? this, I can't, life one, don't work like that. You want to pay? Hurricanes usually don't come this way. Like this, be clear. first of all, come up. This first of all, when I first moved to Tallahassee, you know how many people? Oh, you're gonna worry about. You live in Tallahassee. Don't know hurricanes coming right here. Three years in a row, I've dealt with this shit. That's crazy. <laughs> but they weren't happening. No, they wasn't. It was like 20 years. It, before I got it here, it was like 20 so years. Long. Yes. It's usually, they don't come up the Gulf in that way. But my mama stressed me the hell out. But it's fine. You know why? Leave. I'm, I plan on it. My, my, my mama was stressing me the hell out. My mother would call me with facts that I knew. I'm, I live here. I'm watching the news. She would call me. 
I'm like, hello, it's a category four. I'm like, I know, I I know, I know, mama. It's a category she four. Come I'm like, life just don't work like that all the time. But anyways, yes. So after that long rant, it's okay. It's not it's, long. It's your show. Uh-huh. <laughs> Shout out. You Appreciate you. you. Appreciate you. you. But yes, like, you see, when you don't... When people don't get what there they you want... Because I've been drinking, so I wasn't going to get the saying right. When people don't get what they want, you see their true colors. And that's so true. I've seen my friends. I've seen people on the job when you can't do it. When, like, you really... Like, they'll trick you. You really think, like, this person at work... And you know it's just work. But you be, like, thinking, okay, maybe they really do fuck with me. They care about me. That's dope. And then the... First time you've done ten things for this person, and then the one time they come in last minute with something, and I just I'm sorry I can't do it, and they're trying to get you fired. Like you you do see that, so see, that's, that's crazy. Per my last email, wait, oh, oh my gosh, I have a screenshot. Per my last email, I some fire shit. Hold on, bring it up. I got something too. You got that screenshot? Wait a minute. Today? I got this where, how do I say you got me fucked up in corporate email lingo? Perhaps there was some confusion on your part regarding... <laughs> My God. Perhaps there was some confusion on your part regarding our last communication. Allow me to provide some clarity. That shit's fire, and I'm saving that, and I'm using that okay. like a motherfucker. I got you, bro. Yeah, that shit's fire. Today. Well, you need to drag someone in a work email, but also need to be a professional. Per my last email, to reiterate, moving Ooh, forward. reiterate, nigga. Reiterate. <laughs> Wait. Moving forward, <laughs> I've copied. Oh, okay. I've cc I've your supervisor on this, by the way. For your convenience. <laughs> okay. That's fire, yo. Oh. Listen. Moving forward is one of my personal favorites because it implies that this shit is never happening. This doesn't matter anymore. Don't try so. Moving Bro, forward, I, equals, yes. Moving again. forward is don't try me again. To reiterate, this is the last. In case time you I'm didn't understand it. it the first time, let it's me provide some clarity. I'm gonna Ooh, say it. I love that shit. My, oh, my personal favorite from uh, when I started my first job. Huh. In an attempt to provide. <laughs> I'm crying. Oh, that is fire. You know what I love a good BCC. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh hey, man, shit! It's that like a good BCC. You didn't even know. Let somebody else know. Yes, but you don't need to let the person you're talking to know. Right. You know. Corporate America talk. Okay, listen. You sometimes you got to. And you Corporate know America boy is a motherfucker. It depends on who you talk to. But sometimes somebody else needs to know. But both parties don't need to know that they know. Right. Have either of you worked in corporate America? I mean, I technically, to. I feel like where we work. It's in a it's sense, a it's not the same thing, but it has the same type of politics. So let me tell, let me just say that there. Uh, but well, it's, that's a whole different beast, though. I I I, I never want any parts of ever going back. I, I can't do it. I'm about that life. How long but, did you work in corporate? Two and a half years. Oh, oh, <laughs> you tried that. I, I was I was determined. Okay. You tried to give yourself. You know what? My pride told me that I was. 
you know, and then, that's it. That's what staying in something to pass your expiration date. My pride told me that I was Ooh, damn. I had that as a topic for the podcast, like when you know it's time to make a change. We transition. There we go. When you know it's time to make a change, baby. You want to no transitions? I'm a motherfucking. I'm getting so good at this shit, y'all. I'm just telling y'all. Do you want me to start that? You want to so, so my I'm gonna set it up, but you're gonna start it. Okay. So I just had a topic, and I was like, when do you know it's time to make a change? Being it being a relationship with a significant other, a friendship, be it a job, your career, be it with your diet, with throwing clothes out when it's time to be like, damn, can I need to throw these clothes out. Go ahead, brother. Can I do two? Yes. I got a personal sure and a professional. I'll do the professional first. How you know it's time to make a change? Okay, so my first job out of college. Was, By the way, we probably going to chop this into like two podcasts because okay. we moved. We've been talking for like an hour. But I feel like, man, the, the, the shit's good. I think we were going to No, you a little bit too far. You say you good on time, but... An hour and 36 minutes. See? I am <laughs> If you tell me no the first time, I know where it's at. And we're going to have to finish because someone else got the room. And I'm just trying to make it seem like we popular and we in the actual like, studio. Like, we're not really in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let me uh, take a break. Uh, this podcast is brought to you by... I was going to make up an ad. <laughs> I was gonna make up an ad. I was gonna make it seem like we got ads and everything, and y'all was gonna be like, "Damn, my nigga will get this nigga." Don't listen to her. You be quiet back there. So, uh, Wiley Coyote, you were saying it's a Wild B Coyote. Oh my man, Wild B, you right? Wild B, but um, your problematic fave, your problematic fave. Follow me on Twitter. Um. Personal and professional. As far as professional, I knew that I stayed in the situation too long. My first job out of college, I realized I wasn't growing. Um, I remember the first, my first year with the company, we established goals as you do with any job. Yep. That's how they evaluate. It, you know, it gives you a plan to move yep. forward. And honestly, those are the things they grade you against when they are going to, you know, if it's a corporate I'm company. I'm listening. I'm just trying to order a pizza. You're good. So don't think I'm not listening. You know, my, my corporate job, they were seeking to find where you would set goals, unrealistic goals, and then they would grade you against those goals and justify as to why you weren't going to receive your raise the following okay. year. And so I remember going into my second year, I, re- I was... On the whim, I started applying to grad programs because I started to see the end. I told myself I would never stay anywhere when I felt like I, there was no longer a space for me to grow. Okay. And when I realized there was no longer a path forward with me and the company due to some issues I had with management, you know, rather than be like some of my peers and stay because of the name of the company, I wanted to blaze my own path. And the hardest part in that was reconciling, I may have to take a step back and go back to school and find the growth that I was looking for. Because I realized I weren't, the things I was looking for, I I just didn't think I was gonna find it in my first job out of college. So, you know, recognize that I'm no longer growing and I'm in a space where I'm stagnant career-wise and I'm not going to move up here I need to leave to grow. Um, I would say and you realize there's a ceiling. There's a ceiling. Yes. And when you like, as far as career wise, like when you hit it, like and you start to feel antsy. I, I started to feel like I was suffocating in that position. I was right. going to work, doing super menial tasks, and there wasn't anything for me to look forward to as far as 
That's the worst. When you don't have something to look forward to, that's a whole nother monster right there. That's you just start not giving a damn. Yeah, I just really nothing to look forward to. You know, and I hate to say it, but it's we're a few years from that, so I can say it comfortably. I remember y'all March fifth, twenty fourteen, when I got like my acceptance into my grad program. Listen, when I got accepted, something in me died, and not even in a bad way, but like I was no longer I no longer cared about like coming in and doing the same things I. I honestly would come into work and I would plan my life for when I moved to Tennessee. And I think something ha- like something in me changed for the positive so much so that like I went in for my third performance review and I got right. the raise I've been waiting for, hey. all of these things. And my boss was just like, you know, you just did like your spirits changed and you just seem so much more happier. And I mm-hmm. I told myself I was gonna wait until I put in my two weeks to say something and I that mark, you know, in that performance review after I signed the contract to get my raise, I kind of told him, I was like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to be leaving in August. I'm going to be going to grad school and I'm going to be leaving the company. And I remember being terrified because my parents told me if I told them early, they fired me, let me go. I'd be unemployed for five months. I, oh, that. And, you know, I Oh, Lord. Right. And, <laughs> you know, but I, I just felt so good. Like, I was like, I'm going to be free and I'm no longer happy here. And, my super, you know, my he was so great about it. He let me stay, and I continued to honestly come and do nothing. I got paid for it, and that's <laughs> they bad. Getting paid to do nothing, that is the life. Man. But I think it was him recognizing, he, you know, I told him, I was like, I don't feel like I'm growing. And he was like, the word, the type of company that this is, that growth you're looking for, you're not going to find it. So oh, shit. You got to be happy with the work, or you have to move on. And I was like, well, I have to leave. Um I feel like every time I'm here, Will references like his life glow up, and so for a personal no, that's a compliment. So like I feel like in, in speaking to things that no longer serve me, mm-hmm. I think like recently because I've had health issues, I think there's a, a more of a sense of urgency to like reclaim not reclaim my time, but like reclaim my health and make a more conscious effort to. Like be the person I want to be, like yep. health wise, body wise, like look like what I imagine myself at my best. I'm telling you, man, when you become, when you feel like you're becoming the person that you want to be, or the becoming the person that you're supposed to be, that shit feels so good. Yeah, and I feel like I'm starting that. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to start that journey. So yep, that shit feels really good. You're like, damn, I'm like finally living out my purpose, or just. Like, that shit feels good. Like, you feel... It's a freedom in it. It's a... Because we don't have a lot of freedom in this life. And so, there's a real freedom in that. You just... You feel like you can accomplish anything. Like, you really feel like I can... I feel feel like I can just get in my car, hop in a road, drive anywhere, and wherever my car stops, I can conquer anything. As long as I'm not in, like, Trump country. Yeah. Listen, because you got to have enough gas to make it on three. Right. I just, as long as yeah. I make it through Trump country, I'm going to be good. So, yeah. So, yeah. Shout out to, like, when you know you need to make a change. I know, like, yeah. when you That's know, like, when you, when you realize you don't, when you don't care as much anymore, you don't, like, care about consequences or anything. That's when you're like, damn, I need to, I need to move on now. I don't give a shit about this anymore. Yeah, one of the greatest thing, one of the greatest things I feel like I'm experiencing recently is I'm no longer scared to start. If that makes sense, like, what do you mean? Explain. So when I say I'm no longer scared to start, like I have maybe, maybe for like the last couple of months, I've been telling myself like I want to get in the gym, I want to like okay. work out, I want to start losing weight. I want the to, hardest part is starting, and, and starting is the hardest part. Yeah. So I've had so many 
false starts and so many you know what I did this week I could take next week off and uh-huh. never make it back to the gym um, and I honestly think that having a 30 is around the corner like not next year but it's coming and I'm here nigga it's lit it's lit I'm scared I really I haven't felt like if I'm being super straight for it I haven't been I haven't been in what I imagine the best version of myself since maybe grad school and I would like to eclipse that like I would like to completely transform myself into a not only something I can be proud of like from a physical standpoint but then like my most healthy version of that and I honestly think that whatever has kept me from starting whether it be being depressed or being lonely those things have all been like crutches and they yep. no longer serve We're using those crutches I tell people all the time look losing weight is dope as hell cause it makes you feel like there's no limits like you really feel like damn I lost this 10 pounds. Okay, let's see what else I can do. Shit, I just lost 20? Oh, shit, this is lit. Damn, I lost 30. Fuck this, I'm going to keep going. Like, you just want to keep going, and, like, it's crazy. Like, it feels like there's no limits. And I tell them, like, if you never experienced being light on your feet, being smaller, being skinny, experience that shit because it's lit. I was fat for a long time. Experience that shit. Like, it feels good to be smaller when you've never experienced it. Like, my sleep got better. I could I could sleep so much better. Sex got longer. Like that shit was far as my sex drive was longer. I was I was putting in work and shit. He's burning like, more calories. I was burning more calories and shit. I could go three, four times a night, nigga. That shit was fire. Like I'm trying to not say the N word as much, but I know it's the more I'm drinking because I've been like on my Lil Wayne with the lighter flick. I've been drinking more, so I say the N-word a lot more when I'm drinking. But anyways, like, losing weight is lit, so... Yeah, personal goal, personal goal. Personal... What what personal goals do y'all have? That's mine. Ooh, I got so many. Okay, so, I don't want to know all of them. Fight me. <laughs> oh, you shit. You touch me on something. <laughs> oh, he, does, he wants to know, know your goals, but he only wants to know one. Real friends want to know all of your goals. Why? Because they can help you reach them. They will push you to make sure that Where have you heard that lie that real friends want to know all of them? Real friends want to know a I lot of them. real okay. friends. Okay. It's, it's her birthday, you so have, you got to know all of them. It's her birthday. You heard my voice get deeper. It sure did. Real friends. My God. thought she was trying to tell us something. Screaming. <laughs> okay. Anywho. Um, but no, one of my personal goals is really like I wanna I wanna accumulate wealth. Like yes. I don't wanna just be rich. I don't wanna be well off. I don't you know what I mean? Like I wanna be able to do what I wanna do when I wanna do it, which you want to be that if I today's Friday and I hit you up and be like, yo, EBZ, let's go out of town on Thursday. Exactly. And you don't have to be like, oh, shit, let me check my bank account. Right. Let me let say, me bro. Sure. No, you can just be like, yeah, I'm that, down. I'm coming. Exactly. Or, no, I don't feel like it. Either exactly. one. <laughs> but I really want to accumulate wealth. I want to leave, you know, I talk about this a lot, especially as a woman. I think about, like, do I really want kids? Do I not? Right? And I'm blessed because my significant other has decided that it is what it is. Like, he's like, I'm with you whatever way you want to go. He, I think he really wants children, but he's also like, I'm willing to ride this thing out with you without them. So, I'm like, that's a blessing to me because a lot of people are like, either it is, we going to have them or we going to not. So, but... 
Um, but it's one of those things like I want to be able to leave the next person off with something. Yeah. Even say if that's not my own children, but maybe my sister's kids, right? Or right. like maybe my best friend my best friend just had a baby like a week ago pretty much. And like maybe I leave her daughter off with something. Like right? when I heard Jay Z rap about how he helped all his nephews like yeah, either that, go to like, college or want. all that that's yeah. what I want I in my everyday work in my everyday job I spend bits of money out of my own personal check to make sure that my you know the people that I'm I'm working for that those people have what they need right you, you have something that you're working towards yeah. like when Wild B Coyote was talking about when you know you're ready for change. Mm-hmm. It was like you don't have anything you're working towards anymore. You're not looking forward something, but yeah. like constantly you're looking forward to this. Where I want to make sure I leave them something. So yeah. every day, like it may not constantly be on your mind, but it's back there. Yeah, that's what you know that you want to do something. And if yeah. maybe if you didn't have something like that, you wouldn't care about your job as much. And exactly. then that's when you would be like, it's time for a change because yeah. I don't have this. And it's one of those things. Like I just bought whole life insurance for me. Oh, you grown? You a grown up? I'm grown, grown. Bro, you are grown as hell. Oh shit, that's huge. That's huge. You grown as shit. Whole life insurance come out of my check. Well, <clears throat> drops a gym. Whole and term life insurance. Definitely want to look into them. The two different things. Don't get term. You don't need it. It's only for a fixed amount of time. But you whole life insurance. You can borrow against it. It's your policy. It's your money. I just but, learned something. I might have to uh, time this one. Let's talk about this a good thing. That may, that that may be the open enrollment is going on right sure now. That you don't need a medical underwrite in order to get your whole life insurance. Go ahead and purchase it when the company offers it to you. Purchase it, purchase it, purchase it. That may be the trailer for the podcast to let them know that we dropping gems in it. Like, get you something that is yours that you own and not like a car or you know, whatever that is, like depreciating depreciating shit. Get you some land, get you some art, get you things that appreciate and value that you will be able to build off of. Or say something comes up, you get sick, your mama gets sick, your daddy gets sick. You got something to borrow against to be able to make a way out Word of no way so that you can move forward with your life and you ain't got to worry about what well, yes. all my credit cards is maxed out, right? right? Because credit is fleeting. It you sure want good is. credit, but again, that's something that the government made up. Really, honestly, to I disproportionate swear. black people, I don't know if disproportionate is a word, but yes. you know what I mean, to make sure that black people stay down. So make sure that your credit is straight. Make sure you go ahead and buy whole life insurance and make sure you put a little bit of money away every month. Not that little tiny bit of 3% that your job tries to offer you or whatever that looks like. Put some more money away. Right. But it's important. Like I want to build wealth. I don't want to just be rich or like have coins. Like I want to build that over time to be able to leave somebody else that because most of the wealth in this nation is generational. Is somebody has yeah. passed it off to the next person and not new people building their own richness or their right. own bank account. And I think that's what's dope now. I feel like in this generation, more of us are talking about that kind of shit, building generational wealth. Like, I was listening to a song the other day and I heard Big Sean talking about I broke generational yeah. curses. You and broke the curse and I haven't I'm shit. the first person in my family to have money and we building wealth to change our generation. Like, yeah. that shit's dope as hell because... 
growing up, I don't remember rappers saying shit like that. You hear Jay Z talking about buying art, yeah, because it's gonna triple in price, and he's he's not buying it to show it off or to brag about it. He's buying it because his daughter, who's fucking four or five years old, is gonna have that when they're forty years old, and that shit's gonna no telling how much it's gonna be worth and in forty she years. Can go to college off of the price of one, right? Selling. Like imagine, imagine. Your mama is like, I'm sorry, I just don't have money for you to go to college. We're going to have to take out $80,000 in student loans. And then you're like, no, don't even trip. I got this piece of art that's going to pay for four years plus. Exactly. Like, that's fucking fire. When I listen to other people talk about how their mama and daddy still pay for their car note, or they still pay for their credit card bill, or they still pay for their rent, or whatever that looks like, that to me is like... It's not so much as jealousy as like, dang, I wish I would have taken advantage Mm -hmm. of my parents' generosity at that time, even though they didn't have a whole lot to give. Shit, I wish wish, my parents had money to pay for this shit. Right, I wish I would have taken advantage of my parents' generosity. Even now, moving all the way down here, my mother helped me out so much just trying to get back up on my feet. Right. She... What I do is I pay her and she because our like policies and things are together. So like my phone bill is under her name because we all are on a family plan. Yeah. So I pay her for most of my bills, which is a blessing, right? So now I don't have to pay AT and T myself. Yeah. I ain't gotta pay ARP myself. It's it's, it's expensive to move. It. It's expensive to move. People don't understand that. Like you can it's crazy. You pay all this money to go to college mm-hmm. just to find a job that doesn't pay you as much as you paid your college. Yep. Then you have family to your family. And, and then your family helps you. That's what, three triggers, two? We're doing great. So shout out to him. He's doing very good on his trigger. But then you get help from family to pay it just so you have to pay your family back. Exactly. Because of all of this, just to get a job, just for this job, and you got to travel all this amount just to go broke to almost move here to get a job that's not going to pay you as much. And the fucking trickle down effect is so messed up. Like, that is the new slavery. Yeah. Like, this shit's fucking scary because I be thinking about that. I'm like, I do not want to be broke. I remember Kanye always had a line, the Kanye that wasn't like it's now. But we're not getting on that. So, but the Kanye that I fucking loved that was my favorite rapper growing up. Well, second to Jay-Z. But anyways, (laughs) he had a line talking about, yeah, yeah, I don't want to be broke when I'm 45, 35. Like, I do not want... I be thinking about that line almost every day. Because I'm like, I'm not broke, but you want to be at a place where, like I said, somebody hits you up, let's go to the Bahamas in July. And I don't have to be like, ooh, I'm not sure if I can go or not. I can just straight up right there and be like, oh, yeah, I can go. I don't want to have to save up money to go on vacation. Or, like, I can go ahead and put my deposit down and pay off every month and know that... I take that $125 a month and go ahead and put it towards it and not worry about right. it. Right. I need a group of friends that's like Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married? Where yes. they all got money. They can just travel. Yes. Like, without the drama part. Without the drama. <laughs> without the drama that part. that is for the birds. Without, want to deal with without niggas that. getting hit by cars. Problematic. <laughs> That's what three. That's only well, one. I wasn't put on. But I'm just saying that's the first time I think we used that word oh, tonight. Thanks, but I wasn't put on restriction. Thanks. I feel attacked. <laughs> we should have said attacked. 
That's <laughs> one of the words. Trauma is all around your life. <laughs> anywho. Well, anywho, I just think... <laughs> I just think this has been great tonight. We've had almost how much time do you think we've been on? It's here? been like two hours. Uh, how much are you sticking with two hours? Okay, I'm gonna guess one fifty. Because you said one thirty six a little okay. while ago, and it's eleven twenty five. So yeah, like two hours. One fifty, two hours, one fifty four. Ah, he was closer. We split the difference. This it don't matter. Thing. Well, I, I mean, it's one fifty four or fifty nine, so it's one fifty five. But like, boop. <laughs> so five minutes. That's all that matters. I just want to say, even if you people don't You're realize welcome. it, I am a man for the culture because we've talked about everything from a victim. It's a whole life insurance. Martyr complex. Listen, I need that whole life. Victim complex to life insurance to hot sauce. To everything and I appreciate anyone who has sat here and listened because this is not going to be a two hour podcast we're going to break it down to two one hour podcasts there we go two for one and uh, I appreciate for anyone who comes in and joins me I appreciate their articulate conversation oh, without boy. arguing without debating we just converse and we put drop some gems because I said some dope shit tonight y'all and so did my guests so I want to say thank you EBZ she Yay. never she never came up with the moniker that she said. Oh, she it was hear. Jay Ray. Oh Jay yeah, Ray. my nigga Jay Ray's back. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> she's so whack. Jay hey, Ray hey. from about six episodes back or what? something. No, for real, you didn't have that many in between. I really don't know. It's the, yeah, that three weeks. That, that three weeks, I was going for a hair cancer vacations. <laughs> that your host ain't invite your girl back. You got to give it diversity. Diversity of what, bro? Different people's you opinions. You been dropping the n bomb all night. Talk about diversity. <laughs> nigga don't mean black. I call all people would just be niggas. I tell you that, okay. and I'm trying to not use it. It's less in my vocabulary these days. He's just happy that you came. Jay. Facts, big facts. And I want to shout out our host for purchasing my birthday drinks. <laughs> Thanks again. Plural drinks. Oh, big facts. Big facts. <laughs> Drink. Are you giving us looks tomorrow? You giving us looks? I'm gonna look Kurt. There we go. I'm gonna look Kurt. Oh God! Listen, Cardi B is for all of us. We can talk about that another day, though, because I really enjoy Cardi B. She's my president. So Cardi B's president. I sent out. Oh, Kurt. That's what the Wild B is for. There we go. I sent out a list of topics for us to talk about, and I don't think we talked about anything on our topics, but. Blessings. The, oh, we got your blessings, I mean, but but this was a genuine, but this was genuine conversation. It's all I asked for, and I appreciate it. So I just want to say thank you to EBZ and Wild B. We out here, gang up. And um, love you guys. We'll eat y'all some chicken and some liquor, and um, be blessed. Chicken liquor podcast, chicken liquor hour. Thank y'all for the Southside says peace out.